Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeremy and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello everybody, and welcome back to uh, Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. It took me a second to realize that that was a soda bottle, Jeremy, and I thought you had just like a big-ass bottle of alcohol that you were pouring. (laughs) I mean, I do, but not this much. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, I've had those days. I would, oh, same, but like... Fashion! Alright, we interrupted Shawnee. I am William Rashani, and I am your game master for this 5th edition science fantasy game. Uh, joining me today, we have Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing uh, Kendall Fairchild, um, uh, a Latrin warlock. With a, with a pseudo-dragon now. Yep. Uh, and Holly? Hey, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistle and Vine Rogue, who will be playing with and adopting Kindle's new dragon friend. And Sen? <laughs> Kindle got a new familiar. Mistle got a new mount. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh- one dragon. <laughs> we'll mount the other. Um... I'm Sen, and I'm playing Goltan, the Orc Artificer, Gadgeteer, Master Maker, Master Maker. Listen, there's been a lot of dragon mounting going on. Master Maker, Master Maker, make me a master. (laughs) (laughs) And Jack, the only one who is here right now. Um, Hi, I'm Jack, and I will be playing Surprise, an ethereal sorcerer. You are not. You, you're not Jack the Younger. You are Jack the Last. <laughs> Jack the Remaining. It can be only one. <laughs> um, we are not joined this week by either Craig or Jack the Elder, uh, due to various reasons, Jack uh, including, <laughs> I believe, include, including a plague. I believe uh, a, a plague. A plague on one of their houses. <laughs> Uh, um, but uh, as always Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights eat the rich uh, uh, happy envy month although it's almost over um, oh, I'm envious uh, of it being almost over <laughs> and uh, the stream is powered by Sirenscape uh, eventually Eventually, when I figure out what song I want. We'll eventually be bound. Oh, October's gluttony. No, November's No, 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 November's October's gluttony. Lust. October's lust. Oh, October obviously. is best month. Obviously. It's October. Right. 
but uh, when last we left off, the group of the Dust Knights have, having made their way into the company of Furial Faust, the ancient black great worm uh, on his exoplanet, and having begun discussions on how best to acquire the Orb of Dragonkind. Uh, and with uh, Kendall seeking other distractions with the dragon, uh, managed to achieve a, a deal appropriate um, for the acquisition of the orb. It's the most inappropriate uh, appropriate deal ever. Through which uh, Kendall acquired a new warlock patron, uh, having switched their patron over to being uh, provide their power provided by Faust rather than and making father. everybody else think she was dead for a moment at least. I uh, didn't make you think that; you just thought that. I, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily think she was dead. I just knew something was wrong. <laughs> yeah, Mister didn't think she was dead. There we go. There's good music. That'll do. Uh, but, uh, and the task required in exchange for the gifting of the Orb of Dragonkind was a raid on a temp, a combination of temple and library and archive hidden somewhere near the galactic core uh, dedicated to the dragon god of chaos, Magnus, uh, known as the Magnus Archives. Nobody agree to work there and we'll be fine. Uh, the no, group was tasked the, the group was tasked with infiltrating the Magnus Archives and retrieving the Book of the End. The Book of... The Book of what? The Book of the End. Oh, no. The references. The thing is, there are I many things no that I could be referencing there, and I'm not certain which one you're thinking of. There's a whole episode about it. Oh, in the Magnus Archives? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I legitimately I see no potential issues here. I legitimately only know most of what I know about the Magnus Archive through Osmosis. I've never had the time to actually listen to it. We'll definitely encounter no Eldritch on this heist. Didn't say that. <laughs> uh, Again, I see no pro, no nothing to be concerned about. But uh, the group now. Has having having been given the orb, uh, are free to take their time to rest here if need be, or return to Wolkir to return to their ship at their leisure. Uh, I know that some people wanted to talk to some of the residents of this exoplanet at some point, including Coltarn had wanted to speak with Kai, the blood hunter who uh, 
Uh, n- n- not really. Uh, like that was just a, a. I would have liked to have done that at dinner, but it's not critical. Hmm. Well, considering we're down two of our players, I suspect this will be a significantly slower, perhaps more role playing focused session. I'm interested in every all of the details that Faust will give us about this heist job he has us do. All right. What do you ask him? I, I want to know everything he knows about the location, about um, uh, the object that we're getting, about the way they may be storing or protecting it, uh, all the high stuff. Give me mm. the Ocean's Eleven rundown. Very well. The Magnus Archive is a artificial station built within the heart of a dying star that is designed to uphold and archive the various writings and information that have been gathered, secreted, or otherwise acquired in the name of the dragon god Magnus over millennia. It is operated by dragonkin in service to the abyssal dragons. Those dragons most associated with the entropy and chaos of the universe. Uh, The how best to describe the place itself is a combination of temple fortress and library it's in aside from being difficult to simply arrive at being hidden within the heart of a star it is also well protected by both magic's machinery and its denizens most who are granted entry must be servants of Magnus or otherwise high in his regard, which is a favor that is difficult to maintain, considering the dragon god himself is chaotic in nature, and his favor can be fleeting. The book itself, the Book of the End, is rumored to foretell the end of days and the events of chaos and apocalypse that have been predicted across the galaxy by a mad scholar enlightened by Magnus himself. It is said to not just predict the end of all reality, however many billions upon billions of years that may be in the distant future, but also the ends of individual things, of people, of worlds, of empires. It is called the Book of the End because it tells of ends. And if one could acquire it and its maddening ramblings one could theoretically predict the end of things and adjust accordingly. If they could process what is written within. It is not a book that is necessarily easy to read, 
considering it was written in a pen of madness by a Lord of Chaos inspired individual. So the only way to get to it is to be one of this god's favored worshippers. That would be the simplest way. Do you know of any other ways? Well, should you find yourself with the ability to shield a ship well enough to tunnel through the surface of a star, you may be able to simply gain entrance that way. Additionally, there are magics that could see one transported within the Magnus archives, though they would require either significant power or knowledge. I am not possessed of the knowledge of a teleportation circle within the Magnus archives, but I do not doubt that one exists. Were you to find such a circle, or the arcane mathematical formulae for it, you theoretically would be able to enter the archives directly. And from there, you would need only deal with its inhabitants to find the book. Have you ever been inside? I have not. Uh, do you know anybody can, who has? I can only provide so much information in that regard. But you don't know a lot about the inside? No. What do you know? Mostly what I've told you. Okay. However, should you wish to know more? I always want to know more. You might be able to get information out of your precious Adventurers League and its leaders, Kairos and Sonus. They know more than they let on. I Each mean, of them. They let on that they know a lot, so I'm... I'm not sure they're particularly hiding how much they know. Well, for one, each of them bears an icon of one of the twin dragon gods. Karos bears the icon of Sol. And Sonus bears the icon of Magnus. That was Sonus and who? Karos. Karos. K-A-R-R-O-S. Are those... Have those been visible on them in the past and we just haven't commented on it? Uh, I know someone has seen the Icon of Soul on Kairos before and not commented on it. You haven't really interacted that much with Sonus. He's not usually around. Fair. So I think they're the next guys to talk to. Oh. We can speak with them as we drop off payment to the back and killing station for the engine of the Akundala. Oh. Can we call you up if we have more questions later. I can't guarantee that I'll be available, but yes, I can potentially field messages. Cool. 
I think we're good for now. Um, do I know anything about the Madness Archives? Or about potentially tunneling through a star? Roll me history or technology if you want to focus specifically on the mechanics of star tunneling. As soon as Roll20 finishes reloading, I will make those rules. You know what? I'll give that a shot. You never know. Or religion would also work, considering it's the Magnus Archives. Seventeen. So with a seventeen, um, Kendall, uh, the thing that you recall is not anything particular about the Magnus Archives, but about the book, about well, about something relating to the knowledge of the book that he's looking for. You recall from conversations with Janya, the Oracle that fate is never really set in stone. It is a series of events and decisions that are made around it. So whatever this book is, this book of the end, likely is a little bit more complicated than specifically what Faust is implying. Because Faust sort of implies that you could just predict specific ends. It's more likely that this book details a lot of the circumstances regarding things that threaten to end things. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 19 technology check. With a 19 on that technology, uh, harvesting from stars is relatively common. It's stardust is literally the essence of most energy in the setting. Uh, it is a, it is a matter harvested uh, from sun scoops that pull energy and matter off of stars. Theoretically, there are a couple of ways you could tunnel through a star. You could build an incredibly powerful shield um, that is designed to essentially turn your ship into a drill to punch through the, the surface of the star that would require an incredible source of energy to be able to pull that off. Or you could harvest the star until it, and she's already mentioned that the star was dying. You could figure out a way to harvest enough energy off the star that it dissipates. You would want to get a very specific reaction out of it because you run the risk if you try and harvest energy from the star of numerous different reactions. Um, depending on how it on how it reacts you want to pull matter off of it rather than causing any other reaction but I mean if we blow the star up it'll be a lot easier to search the wreckage for the book <laughs> yeah I, you're not certain that even a supernova would kill something that was built inside of a star oh well in that case uh, I know who to talk to um, did we know what star it is I've had it, I, I may have missed that part oh yeah that seems like something I do we know which star the archives are inside of? 
I have coordinates. The star is unnamed. It is located near the galactic core, so you will be having... Your first challenge would be navigating to it, if you wish to undertake the task. Over the coordinates, we can figure that part out. Actually, might know someone that can help us with this task. Yeah, you could very well put to the test whether your father's name is Ernest. I have no doubt that it is, though I have never asked. I imagine, though, that a facility built inside a star wouldn't likely be destroyed by it dying. So... I leave the specifics of how you wish to enter the archive to you. Well, it seems like we've got a lot of things that we need to do to prepare, so... Uh, we should probably rest and then leave in the morning. Okay. We were already in the middle of a long rest and then we got interrupted by a warlock pact being broken. <laughs> yep. So. <clears throat> you all get a long rest. Any other scenes or things that need to happen in the meantime? Um, I do start. Uh, so over the course of the long rest, I I finish the the I I, I, I finish compiling the finishing touches on um, my uh, transmat deck, which is effectively a technological uh, version of a bag of holding. So at some point, I will go uh, to surprise. Uh, surprise, could you open the bag for me? Blah. And I'll stick my arm to the shoulder into Surprise's mouth. Uh, and, that's extremely uncomfortable. And pull out the pull out the orb of dragon kind. Um and I'm going to put it onto the transmat deck. This is just so that we don't need to have people reach into your mouth every time we want to get this back out in order to Well, why do you want to get it back out? Because it's payment for our engine. And then... Yeah! You don't need it! Hit a couple buttons... Hit a couple buttons on the transmat deck and the orb just vanishes in a... in a... in sort of a... a sheen of light. You stole my orb! It's not... We... we were... We were getting the orb as payment. Surprise. Yeah, but so, until we pay me, it was my orb. Well, <laughs> this is also a safer place for it because anyone can stick their arm in your mouth and pull the orb out, whereas this requires. No, you can't. A Anybody can stick their arm in your mouth, but in order to stick your arm in my face, I have to agree to it. This is. Uh, this is actually D&D. Anyone can stick their arm in your mouth. <laughs> oh, that's what gravel checks are for. Um, uh, this is this is encrypted. No one can get anything out of this unless they know the code for it. 
Yeah, this one's my face. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Spectacular. Surprise. Uh have you ever been rendered uncon rendered unconscious before? No, I can't say that I have. Well, in the event that you ever are rendered unconscious, uh, it would be a paltry task to stick someone's hand into the bag of holding the digital mouth without your consent. Yeah, well, what about you? If I'm unconscious, they it would be literally impossible for them to acquire the passcode needed to get into this. Well, then how are we going to pay the goblins? By me not being unconscious when it's time to pay the goblins. Seems sus, but okay. <laughs> Seems sus, but okay. But yes, the the Words mechanically, yes, the transmat deck is locked with is encrypted with a passcode. Um, it requires a. It would require uh, having the correct tools to hack it, and then a, a DC eighteen intelligence data check to hack it, in order to get it to produce things without the password. And yeah, so it's it's like it it's when it's not in use, it's sort of it's uh it's 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 sort of attached around the um non battle fist arm. Uh in a in a in a manner very similar to a uh to a pit boy from Fallout. And then when he when he when he, when he goes to use it, he basically detaches it, sets it down, puts the thing on top of it, punches a couple buttons and things uh, disappear or teleport away or, or away or back to it. Now it's Tasha's arm again. All right. I guess over comms. Does anyone need to talk to anyone here about anything before we leave? I need to talk to you about stealing orbs from the <laughs> room. What? Anyway, uh. <laughs> Only Kendall, but she's right here. Yeah, I'm right here. Hi, Kendall. Um, hi. No, I think I'm good. Real good. All right. Well, then, let's assemble at the teleportation circle, I guess. All right. We do that. <laughs> do you need to... Go on. Oh, nothing. Mr. will just say to Kendall, do you need to say goodbye to Faust? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll talk. Like, that's a that's a Warlock patron thing. Like, we'll, 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 we'll chat. I think we're good. Oh, okay. Of note, he is heading back with you, considering he was there on a diplomatic visit of his own before he ran into the group of you. We just, we sort of distracted him. When you say there, do you mean in the room currently? Because I would love to. Do I need to no. talk to you? 
No, <laughs> no, he's not in the room at the moment. No. I just, I would just, love, I, I just want the scene of Kendall going to stand up to walk, to walk out, and her legs still not quite working right. <laughs> I mean, we've had a long rest, so I feel like there's been enough time. Yeah. Now you head out to the teleportation pad. Yes. and Faust and Gora are waiting there uh, for the group of you. And as you you approach and step onto the circle and. Faust sort of nods and brings a hand up and the teleportation circle immediately begins to glow as he sort of just twists his hand in the air and you can see arcane runes patterning themselves in front of his hand as he sort of swipes and chooses a destination and the circle flares up and you see reality sort of fractal and shatter in front of you and you find yourself standing once more on the teleportation pad in the the wolf's maw on Volkir. Okay, that was cool. Welcome back, he says. <laughs> Indicates to the rest of the place. Let me know if you need any further assistance before you leave, or even after, he says, okay. nodding, nodding to Kendall. Uh, I will... Return to the diplomacy that I was here for. Oh, yeah, right. You were doing something here. Cool. As he and Gora make their way out. All right, do we need to do anything else from here now? Nope. I think our next destination is back to... Uh, back to Gildamesh. Okay. To the ship. Yep. So, <laughs> the second we're in the ship, I am uh, I, I, I am off in the direction because I'm just showing Bauhaus the entire ship. <laughs> well, that will take some time. Uh... <laughs> Pseudo dragon chirps happily. Yes. Surprise! Would you, yeah. like, would you like to take the con? Wait. The controls. You said that. Okay. I thought you said the comms. Con. And I was like, what do you want surprise to communicate? To pilot yeah, the no, ship. sure. Um, <laughs> where are we going? I, I believe, think we just I believe give the typical term there is helm, says Strita. I think we just give surprise unfettered access to the comms and <laughs> I mean, see where it's going. Surprise there. already has unfettered access to the comms. <laughs> I could make irresponsible choices. By which mean the best choices. Obviously. Back to the station. <laughs> to just here I go, uh, I'm an engineer, not a pilot. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And... <laughs> Wait, am I the pilot now? At the, with, no, no, uh, with no, the, no, among the current crew? Surprises okay. piloting, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Just trying to confirm where we're headed. Yes, to Gilgamesh Station. Yeah, oh. okay, then surprise will take that way. I will... Yeah. Uh, I forget. Is is actually is navigation an engineering thing or is that also just a piloting role? Uh, we have a computer for it, though, so I guess it's just... Uh, as I pull up my content. One second. It's, it's completely irrelevant and entirely just for flavor, but I was going to 
<laughs> either leave the navigating to surprise or do the navigating for surprise. One of the two. Uh, running a dark matter engine. Da -da -da -da. Ooh, engine that runs on dark matter instead of stardust. Ooh, that, is a, that is a concept. Oh. Um. Yeah. Uh, it is mostly just a piloting thing. So then, I leave navigation in your cable hands. Surprise. Surprise, go Gil Gilgamesh. Yeah. Assisted jump using a star chart. You have a, you have a star chart. And then, while we're in flight, I'm going to put in a call to the Starbreaker Arms. Yep. Specifically, my dad. Yeah. yeah you, you hook into Galnet uh, and reach out uh, and put in a call for your father. Uh, and a moment later, be like pale beard and face of uh Halvard Starbreaker coming to view. Hey lad what brings you calling out to me? Oh father, I had a question for you. Um we've been contracted to retrieve an item of some importance from a location that seems to have been built inside uh the body of a star and Without access to a teleportation circle that would go to the location in question, we were left with determining a means of penetrating the, the star itself to get to the location. And I was wondering if you might have some insights into that. Uh, everyone thinks they're being fucking clever when they build their fortresses inside a fucking star. Uh. Alright, well... His child distraction happens. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the best way of penetrating the star... I mean, you could always just kill the star. Typically, whatever's inside will be fine afterwards. Just render it inert and let the stardust dissipate. And uh, whatever's left behind is typically exposed. Which is a real problem, because usually you don't build defenses onto a star fortress like that. Uh, and once the star is gone, the fortress is usually just out in the open, completely blind. Yes, I don't know how I would do that part, though. I mean... Ecological verification. Dwarven design. mining ship would be able to strip a star pretty clean. Hmm. But, other than that, uh, starboarding pods are high class and difficult to come by, but they do exist. Star diving's 
Star diving is the kind of recreational sport that fucking idiots do. So Kendall might know a few people then. But idiots with a whole lot of money. <laughs> um, the required materials to build something that can penetrate the surface of a star without melting are either heavily enchanted or extremely rare. You're most likely to be able to find star diving equipment somewhere within the realms of the majocracy. If I were to guess, Argos. Alright. Either Argos or Ashador. I'll look for look into star diving equipment and upgrades for the ship that might make use of that technology. So if you were looking for the teleportation circle, the sleeping archive might also be useful. Do I know what the sleeping archive is? Uh, Romy history or arcana. Uh, arcana. 26. Uh, the sleeping archive uh, is one of the three like most popular and famous planets in the majocracy. Um, the Sleeping Archive is a planetary-wide archive uh, devoted to the study of magic and arcane information and, hist and historical studies of, of magic as it exists. It's called the Sleeping Archive uh, because it is uh, usually abandoned, air quotes. It is, it is left empty most of the time, but its inhabitants are a sect of ethereals. Um, it's called the Sleeping Archive because usually these ethereals are not always in their bodies. Uh, and so it, the archive has the appearance of sleeping when the ethereals are just in the astral plane around the planet. And the archive awakens when they all enter their bodies and begin activity as needed. Uh, sorry, where was the Sleeping Archive located? In the Majocracy. In fact, oh. here. Hmm. Ah, there it is. All right. Hmm. Thank you. I'll run this information by the crew and we'll figure out what we want to do uh, as far as approach wise. Um, this is all very useful. Thank you very much, Father. Glad to help out. Let me know if you need anything more. We'll do. We might come bring the ship by the forge. Uh, we have a new vessel, the Akundala, just to see if there's anything that we might be able to do as far as refitting the weaponry on it. But otherwise, we'll let you know if we need anything more. Not enough. And I'll cut the communication. Say goodbye, cut the communication, and then... And, and then, yeah, just open comms to Kendall, wherever Kendall is. Uh, Kendall, do you happen to know anyone that recreationally dives into stars for fun and profit? Or boredom? I feel like the answer to that is probably duh. But <laughs> do I know somebody? Oh, you almost, you almost certainly know somebody. Like I said, it's something that rich people who are stupid do. It's um... like contracting a submarine to take you look at wreck, to take you looking at wrecks. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
It also seems like a uniquely Fey thing to do as well, honestly. Like, let's dive directly I mean, into that star. I mean, it kind of does. Um, I mean, yeah, I know a couple. We'd probably, I'd probably have to... I don't know where they are right now because, you know, I've been away and they could be they could be back home uh it's not quite it, it's not quite party season right now but they could still be home or they they could be in the middle of a dive or they could be uh i don't know anything really but i can check around Yes. Uh, spoke with my Why? Fa- I spoke with my father on the subject of penetrating the star that the archives are in, and star diving was one of the m- mo- more readily accessible uh, methods that was brought up. The yeah. others would be yeah, contracting a contracting a dwarven mining vessel to deplete the star or blowing it up, but hitting it with a star diving vessel would be the easiest and fastest method if uh, we could get our hands on one. I mean, we could probably get our hands on one. You recommended Argos if uh, we weren't able to, if we didn't have any other contacts as for a location to check. Uh, let me check and see who I can get avail- get, get a hold of. Um... Yeah, I'll check around with with, with with some of my peeps, and I've never done it myself because uh, most because my schedule didn't line up with it. I'm gonna be honest; that's gonna be the main. That was the main reason. But yeah, I can ask around. Um. In a bit, because I'm kind of busy at the moment. But, you know. Certainly. Also, we're still on the way to Gilgamesh, so there's plenty of time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Thank you. Click. So how many people do you think I know? It's a very good question. How many people do you think you know who are stupid and have way too much money? It's a lot of fucking people. And how many people do you know who are stupid enough to dive into a star relying only on the quality of the thing they've built to do it? That's less, but not as many less as you might think. Yeah. <laughs> because it's rich people. Yeah. Um... Alright, so yeah, I'm going to... Uh, um. I'm going to put that aside for the moment because I'm in the middle of something very important at the moment, which is showing Bauhaus all the places. And I'm actually going to find find um, uh, uh, find Mistel. Oh, Mistel is with you. Oh, Mistel, you're, you're she, she is with. playing with your dragon. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Because yes. you're we're we're going to need you to find to to tell us where all the small places to hide are. Yes, yes, I can show them. Perfect. What what is the name of your dragon? I keep Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Okay. Yes. Follow me. Follow me. Okay. She will jump on the dragon if it allows her to. 
I don't see why not. Yeah, absolutely. All right, she's writing it. Awesome. I will let you guys go do that, and I will, I will, I, I will start being responsible and contacting people. Um. Let me find some good, really bad names. Hold on. (laughs) Um, or not even bad, just really, really, really punchable names. Punchable names. That's that's what you're looking for. Um, give me give me a couple to do that because that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna take me. I need to find really punchable names. I already have two, but you know. We could name them Elon and Mark and Bill. N- n- no, punchable, not curb stompable. Um, Chad. We already have a Chad. Yeah, but yeah this Chad, is, Chad, this is, Chad's the guy that she summons. This is, this is Chad the Star Diver as opposed to Chad the Summon. Chad de- so Chad definitely would star dive if he was smart enough to realize that was an option. <laughs> okay, Chud. Um, Chud instead of Chad. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm getting some. Somebody else do something. It's going to take me a minute. <laughs> Chaz. Chaz, Chaz, Chad, and Chud. <laughs> I've got way worse. I have so many worse already. Chaz, Chad. So I'm going to narrow down a bit. Just all of the people are they're all named Cha something because their parents were very hopeful that they would have a high charisma score. <laughs> There's Cha, Chob, Chad, Chatch. Uh... <laughs> oh, Surely, if we keep trying, Chaff, Chip. You gotta have a chip in there. <laughs> But it's just chap first because it's chap and chip. It's just C H A. It's just C H A, and then changing the last letter after that. (laughs) Uh, It would be an option to do this for. Um, It's around. Uh, I don't think I've anything else to do until we get to Gilgamesh Station. So. Actually, was there anything that we had? Was there any any, any documentation that we had that we've picked out that we haven't been able to read? I don't think so. But it's a very good question. I could not answer that for you. I don't think there is. But if there was, I ha- I now have a universal translator as well that I can use. So. <clears throat> and that's embedded in my head. I can use it to read all. La- I can use it to read all uh, to to read all writing and to understand all spoken language and to have my spoken language understood by anything that has uh, at least one language and can hear me. Congratulations! You gave yourself a Babelfish. Yes, I did. I gave myself a technological Babelfish, and it's AI powered. Uh- Considering where you're going from to where you need to go. Yeah, how long is it going to take us to get to Gilgamesh? It's about 45 
thousand light years, and you have a glass. At what point are you planning on sharing our options with us to, that we could use to get oh, to? Yeah, I guess I would do that um, after after uh, probably probably later in the day. Um, just to give people time to do whatever they need to do as we're ordering it. Just group meeting, go over information, uh, and then share the the various methods by which we could potentially insert into the into the library and and, and uh, including right. including the uh, the the, the right. mentioned uh, silent uh, sleeping archives. As you like, so, ask Kendall to check and see if you're looking. You're looking at about. Hours, but. You're looking at about the two days and then into the third, unless you're spending spell slots for extra jumps. I don't see why not spend spell slots for extra jumps. What else are uh, we going to spend? You might not be able on? to because of the class of your engine. You're running a oh. class six engine at this point. Which means what? Uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you're running a class six engine at this point. I don't remember if that's accurate. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but if it is accurate, it means you need a six-level spell slot in order to pull an uh, extra. This is class two, but that was what we—that was what we were using before we upgraded. I don't remember what we upgraded to. I believe you were looking for the same class the ship would normally have. Uh, yeah, which is yeah, class six engine. Okay. So uh, which means it needs a six-level spell slot. To what does that do to the speed, by the way? What was that? What does that do to the speed? Oh, the impulse speed is 2,000 feet. Okay. Start as class six. See ya. Great. Surprise has two takes on our options. God dang it. Right. Uh, so first of all, if we're being sent to a god's personal temple to retrieve his personal dragon sword in which there is a book called The End that records the end of things. And our plan involves ending a star to retrieve a piece of a god dragon sword. I think that plan is doomed to fail. We need to end nothing on this heist. No one dies. Oh, nothing I... is destroyed. We break nothing. As I understand, the Book of the End records potentiality as far as apocalyptic events go, not necessarily specific endings. Because if it did, you ever read it? If no, but if it did record the specific ending of everything that could possibly end, it would be useless because uh, the, Seems to the me life like cycles. Ending the star is a pretty big thing. The life cycle of the life cycle of bacteria and individual human beings is so short that it would just be full of. Today, Ted dies because he choked on a goldfish, and tomorrow, Sarah dies because Wait, she choked on that Ted. That might seem like a lot to you, but this book belongs to a god. We not ending nothing. Veto. No star death. That said, I would very much like to go to a library full of ethereals. I think I could learn a lot there. 
but I think uh, stupid rich people might also be a valid choice as long as we can keep them alive because as I said previously this is a no death heist alright it's a it's a roguelike if we die if anybody dies it to start all over again <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have the list. I'm gonna start running down them one at a time. Bentley All right. Hilton, Bentley Hilton, Neville, Guinevere. Neville, Guinevere, Bradford, Wilmina, aka Willie, Megan with Nate, and Megan with a Y. Oh, the two Megans. There, there has to be two Megans. Yes. Fun story. They hate each other. Of course they hate each other. They, they're both dead, having sabotaged each other's star diving pods. <laughs> Roll me no, a persuasion no. check. They hate each other in, in in the friendly way. Not in the... the, in, the, the white, in the white girl socialite way. Right, exactly. Uh, persuasion, you said? Yes. 17. So you get down to Guinevere before you get to somebody who's actually available and says... I mean, that's also fair. Uh, and says, uh, Oh, darling, yes, I, I I still have the star the star diver from my last trip down. Can you believe the kinds of things that you can see inside of a star? It's wonderful watching all of those reactions happening in real time. Off uh -huh. to one side. It's just fire. <laughs> Don't you watch them in real time from outside the star? You can't see anything inside it that you can't see outside it. <laughs> yeah, but you see it differently. Do you die? Light is unidirectional. Yeah, but more people <laughs> can see it from the outside. Exactly. Oh, right, exactly. People can see it from That's the, the key. <laughs> that is the key. I can't yeah, no. enjoy a view if I know poor people can see it. I mean, look, I <laughs> this is the kind of person that stares at the light bulb, like trying to imagine what it's uh... like inside the light bulb when you can see through it because it's a light bulb. <laughs> So, like, can I borrow yours if you're not using it? Of course, darling. I would consider it a personal favor to your family. Awesome. You will need to retrieve it, of course. Of course, right, obviously. Where is it? Oh, ah, uh, yes, it's on... <laughs> it's in a star. Well, fuck! <laughs> I left it there. Teleported away. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, you'll need to you'll need to journey to my resort world over in the Midocracy. Okay, no, that's doable, absolutely. Um, we were headed that way anyway. I'm not listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Again, off to one side. Resort world. <laughs> I like. I was just an angry person, just off to one side every time someone Kindle knows says something rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> me. Okay, no, yeah, we can totally Probably do too. that. <laughs> um, all right, we are going to where we're we're headed. 
I may honest, I don't know where we're going right now, but we're going somewhere. But yeah, we will we will we'll head over there and we'll pick it up and I'll make sure to get it back, obviously. Um But yeah, thanks. Uh any advice? I haven't really done it before. Oh, don't worry. Well, you do have a you do have a pilot, yes? Yeah. No. Oh, oh, oh. Duh. Of course. Of course. Why, what do you think I'm I, flying it myself? Yes. Of course. Uh well, let the pilot handle everything, and you should be good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, they they let yep. you know to head. They let you they let you know to head to Valenfirth, which is their resort world. That they now go we to need to find summers. a star diver pilot. Valen, ask them how that works. The prize will definitely tell you that they can do. Valenfirth. Yes. Like that. Yes, actually, exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> It's it's like Colin Firth, but spelled differently. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll 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 come find you guys. So good news, we've got it. We uh, I know where we can get a, a, a starving ship. Good. We just have to go to Valenfirth. I know where Valenfirth is. It's a fucking resort world. You have no fucking clue. <laughs> Why would you know where a, yeah. a um, place for rich people to go fuck off? Where Where is Valenfirth? Uh, it's in the Majocracy. It's a kind of a party planet. Oh, good. We were headed to the Majocracy anyway. Oh, cool. That surprise just executively decides <laughs> that we're going to the library. I mean... Cold Arm will never turn down going to a library. Uh, that, that is absolutely fair. Um, no, it's a great place. I spent a summer there once. It's a party world? I uh -huh. thought those were cheap pop-up stores that happen on human planets. I mean... And she very clearly stops herself from saying something. <laughs> like, maybe for some people. What, what's in a party world? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of there's beaches and there's a lot of lot. It's a whole lot of nightclubs and uh, just fun things to do. Was... Sounds like a great time. We should, yeah. we should definitely go. The one, we should. the one that I'm familiar with is stocked mostly with very cheap party gifts for autumnal festivities. That also sounds good. I like autumnal festivities. I think. Spirit Halloween opens up. <laughs> 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 opens up in the class in Malona. It's replaced by a spirit Halloween. Now, now I want a now I want a roaming planet that just blinks into existence only every October. That's the the spirit Halloween planet. Yes, hundred percent. Come from the Feywild every August. What's August? Who the fuck knows? 
August is the time that the planet comes from the Feywild, obviously. <laughs> what was that? Katie said that it was a good idea and she wants in. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking brilliant idea, sorry. <laughs> This is this is the fun thing about Stardust. It's it's a fucking galaxy. You can build whatever the fuck you want. It's a science <laughs> fantasy galaxy. Do I just really like uh, the, the the most recent Magic Unset that takes place on a space carnival, like yeah, or a space amusement park. I just love <laughs> that, but Faye. So it just comes in every once a, once a month for for or it comes in for one month on an arbitrary calendar. <laughs> <laughs> It exists for a month and then bamps back into the Feywild. Everybody knows what that month is, but doesn't know anything else from the calendar. They just know because that's when the thing shows up. Well, I just like the idea of like being like trout. You're you're in the middle of a hyperspace, like you're in the middle of a hyperspace route, or or you're in the middle of a of a, of a dark matter trip, or whatever. And then all of a and sudden, you're you're like you're your your, your emergency brake kicks on because you're about to run into a planet that wasn't there before, <laughs> and it's not just any planet. It's a fucking Halloween. It's a spirit Halloween planet. Have <laughs> to get your Halloween costume, bitches. <laughs> like what the Fantastic. fuck's a Halloween costume? <laughs> Uh. Anyways, that was my brain. I love it. <laughs> that's the best thing to come out of your brain all week. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. It's <laughs> a short story. Start off, start off, spin off, Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, not the Dust Knight. Wow. This story is about the trick or treaters. Uh, but. A couple of days pass, and you make your way to Gilgamesh Station. Yeah. All right. Refuel, restock. Um, were we supposed to bring Tungashi back with us? I feel like he's on the ship still. Oh, he's on the ship. <laughs> I love the idea that we left him. I thought he got off the ship and well, like, went off. We no, he never we left, left the ship. Oh, he did, but he went around on his own and has definitely been on the ship by the time you left. Yeah, okay, fair enough. One hundred percent didn't check. <laughs> you went, you went off the planet for a day. He's he's been places and done whatever he wanted. Gotcha. Um, oh, there it is. This is a very large ship. Um, I love the idea that we've been flying for three days and you didn't know there was a whole ass person here. <laughs> it's a very it's large a big ship. ship. There's plenty of room for that. I never go down to what is established as the guest cabins. <laughs> We have maintenance droids to clean those. I don't have to go there. Just Tungashi playing Careless Whisper the entire journey. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just faded into background music because I don't even recognize it anymore. <laughs> Still hasn't been able to sleep the whole time because it's constant Careless Whisper. Um, Hard light sax, Careless Whisper the whole time. Oh, there you are. Yes, good to see you. Yes. Well, welcome back to Gilgamesh Station. Thank you for your help in whatever it was you were doing. It was very important. <laughs> you should thank him personally. I, I just did. I am always glad to provide my services. <laughs> I'm going to lean in as much as a tiny short surprise can lean in 
to whisper into Coltarn's ear. You have to like say, climb up him to whisper into his ear. <laughs> yes, yes, full on yes. You know he was in Kendall's song, right? No. Just do with that what you will. I'm going to forget it. <laughs> Socially awkward half orc. Tungashi has never worn uh, a shirt half the entire time that you've seen him. By full the way. orc, not half orc. Full orc. Full orc. Yes. Full orc. Yes. Core is the half orc. I think at some point we just have to like lock them in the same room together and strip them naked. And it's a lot less effort for Tungashi. Like I said, you have never seen him with a shirt on. It's a lot more effort for Coltarn, who wears a power armor suit everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Till to deliver the orb. I'm coming. You stole that orb from me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stay with my new dragon friend. I guess in that case, the heister got heisted and puts on sunglasses and walks away. <laughs> I'm just going to chase after you fussing the entire way. <laughs> You, you, you say that as you put on the sunglasses and Tungashi just for some reason summons a hard light guitar and does a very particular riff. The <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> sound of someone screaming, yeah, in the background. <laughs> this is what we do when Till's not here. <laughs> <laughs> That tracks. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go. And, 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 and that has this has to be handled off screen because the only person that knows who the fuck we're giving this orb to is Till. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the goblin dude. Yes. Surprise met the goblin dude. Oh yeah. Surprise got the uh, bag of holding that they. Um, Sewed into their face. Bastardized. <laughs> um, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, uh, desecrated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know where Vizax is. So you you make your way to Vizax, uh, and he you you return to his shop. Uh, as, as you enter, he sort of hovers. He sort of hovers down uh, from the uh, uh, from the ceiling and just. Good to see you again. Hey, Welcome we're back. back. What brings you back into my store? I wanted to show off the new bag of holding. <laughs> Horrifying. I know it's great. I take it that you've completed your business. Oh, obviously. Easy peasy. Hold up my arm. Tap a bit. Tap a few things on the on the uh, attached uh, transmat deck. And beam of light and the orb teleports into the room. Excellent. Payment is returned in full. You are now free to continue keeping your engine as you will. It has been considered completely paid for. Nice. 
pleasure doing business with you. He sort of waves a hand and the orb hovers up towards him. This will be worthwhile in expanding the energy efficiency of the station and the trade as a whole. Out of curiosity, do you happen to know of any engineers that specialize in uh, star diving vessels, particularly the protections that they require in order to successfully dive into a star? I can say that I am familiar with those who would perform such creations, but I would say that they would be even more expensive than the vessel that you are currently piloting. Less wanting to have it applied and more wanting to have a, a already prepared vessel checked out to make sure the protections are intact. I'm unfamiliar with the technology myself, or I'd do the checking myself. Ah, yes, of course. If you wish to bring one, if you wish to bring a star diving vessel to me, I would be happy to have one of my appraisers assess it for quality and safety. How much does that cost? Assessments are free. Nice. Any, any adjustments that would be needed to be made to it, that might cost. If it is not up to start. You don't have any branch offices in the majorcracy, do you? Oh, we have branch offices everywhere, but I can't vouch for the for any individual engineer's competencies outside of Gilgamesh, considering this is my center of operation. Thought I'd ask. Good to know where to bring it, though. Thank you. <clears throat> right. We leave. <laughs> Does anyone have anything? Do any of us have anything else we want to do while we're on Gilgamesh before uh, adding off? It's a good question. Is there anything that I need to pick up since I kind of reconfigured myself? Um, <laughs> at some point, like it's not super important, but at some point, Mistel did want to have a little conversation with uh, Kendall. Okay. Oh, there was something. There there definitely was something that I needed to pick up. Because we talked about... Uh... And does anybody want me to work on their weapons while we're here? Uh, Surprise would have learned that um, both Coltarn and uh, Xander can modify weapons. Uh, Xander's modifications are specialized, whereas mine are gen general. Um, but I can, I can, we can both basically improve the statistics of weapons in a variety of different ways. Um, and on a space station is the perfect place to pick up the parts to do that if anyone need, wants their weapons improved. The prize has already misused this information once. <laughs> is there, like, a high-end knick-knack antique store kind of place? Almost certainly. All right, I doesn't need to be. I, I don't need an involved scene or anything out of this. I just need to pick up a dragon statuette worth at least five hundred gold pieces so I can summon dragon spirits. Absolutely, you can definitely acquire that. All right, cool. Uh, oh, and also a diamond worth fifty gold so I can cast chromatic orb. Easily done. All right, cool. 
Um, that, I mean, yeah. Need some track, some things. Uh, 550 gold. Do I have anything that I need to upgrade while I'm here? Did we ever have... I don't have... No, I, because I don't have the... I don't have the exotic weapon proficiency yet. So I can't have Xander upgrade my battle fist. Right. Unless that's something that can be taught. <laughs> I mean, it can, but it takes a long time. But it, with all the traveling around that we're going to be doing, how long As would in, it take? It, it, it normally takes a stellar year to learn a, to learn a whole weapon proficiency. Okay. Actually, question. It's the kind of thing you do on downtime. Because part of my brain is mechanical. <laughs> can you just can you just kneel yourself the knowledge? Could I? I assume by spending some amount of gold on the programming, uh, program a proficiency into my brain. You know, kung. Fu. It would still take time to build the muscle memory. Damn. I'm not saying that you can't well, do that, it, like, I but it only have, cut down the time rather than eliminate. I already have martial weapon proficiency with the battle fist, um, and so, even though the battle fist is a simple weapon, I, I, I took the martial weapon proficiency in martial battle fists. Um, so if I'm just trying, because exotic weapon proficiency gives you proficiency in like four weapons and armor, if I'm just looking to get the proficiency for the battle fist. Would it take less time? Since I already have martial weapon proficiency in it? Like I said, you can cut down the time with that, but you can't eliminate it entirely. Okay, okay. Right. Worth a shot. Um... <sighs> yeah, so in that case, um... do I have any weapons on me that I want to upgrade? <laughs> ah, the repeater. I guess I had... I guess I could upgrade the repeater that's in my arm. Just take the... Take the arm off, open it up, one-handed adjust the repeater. <laughs> yeah. Probably have, like, a... Manufacture, like, a small robo-arm to help me do it. Or you I could just take the gun out of your arm to adjust it and then put it back in. I mean, I could also just give myself a regular prosthetic that I use while I'm mod while I'm working on my battle fist, because I'm a master maker and I can just do that on <laughs> over a long rest. Yep. I think I'll probably just do that. Have like a non-battle, non-battle fist, and then have the battle fist ready to go and swap them out as needed. That tracks. Yeah. Uh, so I guess. I'll be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at look at some stuff and work on that. If y'all want to have the scene with Kindle and Mistle, yeah. Cool. So Kindle will. Kindle will probably be all over the ship at various various points. She runs out. She gets her stuff. She comes. Actually, no. She's probably gonna be in her room now that I think about. It. She's practicing new magic stuff. Um, well, Mr. And, you know, bonding with dragon. bonding with Bauhaus, yes. <laughs> yeah, like if if you're looking for Bauhaus, Mistel's with him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
yeah, I feel like she will. She will. She'll be looking for him because just you know, gotta feed a dragon. Um, uh, uh, How to feed your dragon? Yes, absolutely. New movie. Um, How to train your dragon? Movies. With like, I don't know, chunks of some kind of whatever she's picked, whatever food she picked up on the way back from some food court. Um. Uh, we'll eventually find you wherever you are then. She is currently, like, wrestling with the house. Like, Fair playfully. Enough. You're right. <laughs> Trying to murder. No. Um. <laughs> and your dragon's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Summon. <laughs> He's alive again. <laughs> He's dead. He's alive. He's dead. He's alive. Uh, that reminds me of a of a of a tabletop uh, a, a, an in person game I had where we had a we had a warlock who who's uh, familiar with the name, and we just used it for um, a, essentially a, a, a bom- a bombing missions where they would they they would fly out with a, a, a glyph. Ex- the, the exploding a glyph of warding on them, yeah. glyph of warding, and just pop down in front of the enemy, poo, boom, blow up, and then summon it back up, hand it another scroll, send it out again. Anyway, sorry. Um, and she walks up with, with like a, with like a, like the styrofoam, like from a food court thing. Oh, hey, hey, uh. Bows, I brought food. Set it down. You go go insane eating. Yeah, Bows absolutely just leaps onto that and starts tearing yep. it to shreds. Uh, hey, Kendall, could I talk yeah. to you? Yeah, of course. I, just, I don't... Okay, I'm... So, ever since, like, we were there, like, a few days ago, with, right. like, Faust talking and stuff. Right. Um, he mentioned this stuff about my dad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to react to this. And oh. I, I mean, I was thinking like, I don't know how to approach this or I was thinking you were a good person to ask because like your dad very obviously has secrets and stuff. Uh-huh. Himself. You're right. And yeah, I just. So what? What? What did he say about your dad again? Well, he knew my father's name. Right. And Which seems weird because your he... your your family didn't leave where they were, right? Not to my knowledge, but I was so young when I was taken, so I don't know. I was away from them for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm I I don't know. Um, I mean, like he's never mentioned anything, but yeah, Faust knew his name, and then he said he wouldn't know his name if he wasn't important. And okay, I'm trying to remember. He said one other thing about him. I think. Do you remember what that is, Shawnee? Uh, he said that he's not surprised that Runic, of all people, has a number of secrets. 
Okay. Yes, that was it. So do you think it's bad? I don't know if it's bad. It's just... Oh, yes. And he also he also suggested that if Runic didn't tell you things, it was likely to protect you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then that's what she's going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if if he didn't say, if he didn't tell me things, it was maybe with my best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. But again, I just, I don't, I mean, I need to go back and see them at some point. Right. I don't know how to address this. And I know you're like the expert at dealing with fathers or yours Nobody. at least. I wouldn't say expert, but you know, I, I figured I mean, out. You're, you're pretty good at it. I figured out a few tricks. I mean, well, I'll be honest, usually a lot of it is just ignore it. it, it ignore it and try and pretend it's not the case, to be honest. Um, but I. I mean, whatever it is, it's probably not as bad as, you know, intergalactic crime lord, right? No, probably not. I mean... Probably not, right. So... It's just... I don't know, it's weird. Are you worried that if you ask, he's gonna... He's gonna... I don't... I don't really know my dad, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's going to get angry. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we have ways we can probably. Huh. We probably have ways we can find out if you don't want to ask. Right? Like. If we could, yeah, we could try. I mean, I could, I don't know. If he's important, we're going to a, if he's, if he's important, we are going to a live, a a big library. Might be, might be, might be in there. Um, did he have, I, I, I know you didn't, you know, you say you didn't, you didn't really know him. Are there any, like, family friends that are weird or like people that he meets with and like you know he goes off for like let's let's go have a private conversation or anything like that that's how that's how i started to figure it out any of that would have been when i was like a really little kid right so it wouldn't have been so much kind of kidnapped as a child situation there um i don't know could always talk to him yeah we've already dismissed that option uh out of hand why why would you why would you talk um no so i mean i so i started like i I started to kind of figure stuff out, like, almost just before I started to leave, just before I left. I didn't know at that point. It took me a little while. I had to put one and one and 
How did you figure it out? Till honestly. How to, he gave you till and you figured it out? No. Listen. I know that there's, you know, you're supposed to be a little intimidated by your boss, but like. Oh, yeah. Afraid for your life every time a name comes up. I had to talk to Till about that because I was afraid your father was like threatening him with murder or something. Eh, I don't. Only implicitly. Yeah, I don't. Not specifically. Just, you know, when you're. And I still, I'll be honest, I still don't know exactly how big my dad's involvement in that kind of thing is but I'm assuming really really big because you start to put some things together and like you know if if you're if you if you're in charge of a whole crime thing and you also have this really legitimate really like large and powerful and 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 wealthy company um you probably use the one for the other and you start to think back and you start to remember how you know there was that that uh there was that uh, guard who just stopped showing up to work one day um and and uh, after saying something that you know having a little faux pas and what happened to them huh I don't know. Um, so that's how I started to figure it out. It'd be, it's going to be because you don't have that whole growing up with them thing. It's a little bit going to be a little bit harder for you to put that stuff together. I think, probably. Yeah. But yeah, we can we can look we can research your dad. We can. Okay. When we go back, uh, I talk to pe- talk to people who know him. Maybe talk to him if that's something you're okay with. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'll talk to him, but I don't know if I'll talk to him about this or not. We'll see. Can I ask one of your siblings. Yeah. That's that's sort of a safer route to go than, than directly asking him. That was also kind of a way that I figured it out. I have a lot of siblings. Um, How many do you have? I don't know. Like I thought four was a lot. Like it's in. The, it's more than it, it, it's it, it's more than fifteen, but less than a hundred. Okay. Most of them are none. Only none of them are are. are they're all half siblings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine are all full siblings. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's okay. a lot. There's a whole lot. Anyways, uh. I, there was no. not one woman who had all of those kids. No. 
Um, thank you. Okay. Yeah, of course. But yeah, we, uh, anything you need, I will obviously help. Did things um, go well with Faust? Oh, yeah. Really, really well. Okay. I mean, obviously, I have a new, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of want your dragon. I mean, look, you can hang out with him whenever. Okay, thank you. Of course. Yeah, we're besties now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little curious. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how that's gonna go when if we if we go back home. To your home? Uh huh. Oh, uh, cause your dad's gonna be mad. Um, I don't know, mad, but quick question, William. Yes. For an integrated weapon, if I'm modifying the grip. Um, or the barrel, would it just be considered like, rather than actual, rather than an actual like marksman's grip, would it be like a marksman's, uh, like, like uh, adjustments to the targeting algorithms or something instead of just a? It'd be it'd be adjusting how it how it slots into your arm essentially. Okay, and, like okay. it's positioning in your arm. Gotcha, cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to because I think I can't upgrade the grip doesn't do anything because it's in my arm. <laughs> The barrel is in my palm. I don't know. Yeah, you, basically, adjusting like grip and barrel would be adjusting its integration into your body. Cool, cool, cool. One check. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how. I, I it's gonna be fine. Like, okay, I, 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 I but, can be with you if you like. I mean, that would be cool. Um, I, I, honestly, I kind of hope but that's not that that's a whole different thing um but yeah no we'll we'll, we'll when we we'll check out stuff on when we get to uh, on your dad when we get to the library see if there's anything there i don't know what kind of what kind of library this is but you know maybe it'll have something um and I mean, we can. If Faust knows about him, bet my dad does too. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. If your father knows about him, I'm not saying that that, that he knows him and they work together. Although they might, who knows? Um. I'm just saying, if if, if, if 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 Faust knows him because he's an important person, seems to be the case, right? Yeah. My dad knows a lot of important people, too. He might be able to tell us something. Okay. Maybe say that at the after the library if we can't find anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give it time for this whole switch to settle for him before we start asking. Things. Right. Yeah. I. What is the relationship with you and Faust now? I mean. I mean, I don't understand how these things work, like relationships in the first place. But like, right. Are you together, or is he just like? I don't think no. Okay. No. Okay. Um. 
Not even not even Kendall is arrogant enough to claim that she is dating the dragon. Fuck no. Listen. Kendall is naive about a lot of things. She is not stupid. <laughs> um That being said, it doesn't mean that like not not kind of have to say how to say this. Um I guess it's more of like a boss thing with, I don't know, extra benefits. <laughs> I'm talking about the warlock powers. I'm not talking about the other parts. Although maybe that too, I don't know. That wasn't really talked about. Like, obviously, you know, I'm here kind of on our high with with the heist thing working for and then i've got more okay. extra stuff which a is great because now i'd feel a little bit less tied down i guess where the way would be to put it it's not great to owe your dad too much but you're okay owing Fausta? Yeah. Okay. So I don't it's sort of like, it's it's striking out on my own, like with what I was trying to do by running by running. Moving away. Not running. Um I knew you were going, he gave you a till. Right, exactly. Definitely not running. Um, for anything. Uh, but, uh, still, like, when you get everything, like, like not only is he, you know, my dad, and my trust is, all that kind of stuff, but also all of my magical power and all of that co comes from there too. Like I want to go out and do my own thing. And this is a good step towards that. Oh, that's interesting. And also it might piss him off and you know. And that's appealing? A little bit. Okay. I'm learning a lot, especially from you. There's a brief moment of just the slightest, briefest instance of potential self-awareness of whether that's a good thing, and that is gone immediately after. Good. I'm I, I'm glad I can help. Um, yeah, no, because, like, I mean, I'll be honest, you... you I get this, oh, we're doing this for your own good. I'm not telling you stuff for your own good. But also, like, I mean, my dad was fucking lying to me for a long time. So maybe he deserves a little bit. Of... It'll be fine. Totally fine. Okay. Anyway. 
So yeah, uh, I will gather up the 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 remnants of the styrofoam container. I gotta go throw this away, um, and I'm gonna try and work on. I've got a bunch of new things I need to try out and make sure I've got them figured out. So mm -hmm. if, 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 I can if, watch my house for you. I know, I know. Uh, if, if if you need anything, or I don't look at the house. If you need anything, I'm gonna be in my room. Okay. All right. Go dump the the box, and, and then I'm heading to my room to practice with spells. Cause I have new ones I need to try. Um. So I've just I've just learned I've just remembered or slash learned something about my uh, about my uh, exosuit, which is I think I can get around not having exotic proficiencies, um, uh, 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 because if a weapon is integrated into my if a weapon is integrated into my exosuit, uh, I am p considered proficient with it, even if I wouldn't normally be proficient with it. So yes. that would include, I would assume that would include exotic weapons. Um, yes. And if it's a melee weapon, I use my intelligence instead of my strength or dexterity. Uh, so I might need to borrow some money from the treasury to have Xander make me a bitchin' sword. Because <laughs> he has, what, journeyman level craftsmen's right, stuff right now? Uh, he is a level behind all of you. So he's level so... 9. Beat Craftsman. He is the man of crafts. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, he can, he can create up to journeyman level. Because I think right now I have like an uh, I, I, I at one point at one point I had like an axe integrated into it, but I don't think I have it anymore. Yeah, so I might need to buy and then have him upgrade something cool. <laughs> Did we determine? Do we determine if uh, the the two separate types of weapon modification could stack? Theoretically, okay. Masterwork properties are things that only a craftsman can make. So, um, when you say, do we actually have a group funds, or are you? Yes, saying... we have group funds. Okay. We do. I don't indeed. know. I've been using my own, so. I mean, if we don't want me to touch the group funds, I could borrow the money, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> um, actually, I, I'm already. That aside, um, uh, while working on his arm, Coltarn realizes that he needs to that he needs to buy a few more parts, and then reaches for his reaches for like his 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 bag, and realizes that he has spent all of his gold. Um. Calm open. Oh, opens a calm to the rest of the crew. Does anyone have um, 
83 gold spare lying around I could borrow. Yes. I have... Let me check. Let me check my. I mean, I probably dropped that much. <laughs> I seem to have spent the entirety right. of my personal funds. We have a Kindle. <laughs> I mean, I did just spend like 550 gold right, right yeah. now. But 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 that being said, I still have 1,731. Yeah, I just just for the modifications I'm doing to my repeater right now, uh, it costs it's two hundred and ten gold for the two hundred and ten gold for the modifications, um, and I only have one hundred and twenty six. <laughs> the yeah, the I monetary can, I... disparity between our party members is impressive. <laughs> yes, it is. It still doesn't spend a lot. But I've 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 given it a calibrated receiver, so whenever I crit with the with the with the embedded integrated repeater, uh, I do an extra D four on the critical hit of radiant damage because it does radiant damage. Um, uh, it's got a long barrel, which increases its uh, range by two its long range by two hundred feet. Sharpshooter's grip, which means that long range doesn't impose disadvantage on attack rolls. Uh, reflex sight gives it a plus one bonus to attack rolls made with that weapon, and then compensator, which reduces its max range by a hundred. But it's still increased thanks to the long barrel, uh, and gives it another plus one to attack roll. So it's got a plus two to attack, uh, an additional plus two to hit with it, which I need because it, I aim with my dexterity with it, and my dexterity is not great, um, uh, and doesn't have disadvantage for shooting the long range. <laughs> yeah, at some point, not long after that, uh, uh, there will be a scratching at your door. Door will open. There's a there's a shadow tiny shadow dragon with eighty three it's eighty three gold yeah eighty three eighty three gold in its cause ah uh, thank you can if I tell you thank you does Kindle hear it I say to the pseudo dragon in all in all earnesty thinking it will t- respond to me in a language I can understand because I can understand all languages <laughs> I think it... I don't know if the pseudo dragons can talk or not <laughs> no they can't so. It just hisses at you and flies off. Give my thanks. <laughs> and then he and then he just calls Kittle directly. Uh, I have just realized that I don't know if thanking your pseudo dragon will pass along to you, so I'm thanking you directly. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I mean, yes, if I uh, yes, if I'm. Uh, 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 Using 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 his senses, um, but I wasn't at that point because because I'm 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 practicing summoning a dragon. You can extend your senses through. You can extend your senses through your familiar. Yes. Hmm. Do you gain the senses it has, or do you use your own senses while looking through its? It's a really good question. Because I'm checking because because it's 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 voice of chain master, so I don't know if it's a little bit different. Um. Blah 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 blah. Sorry, say what? It, what did you ask again? He asked a stupid question. If you gain, if you gained the sense, the like the 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 senses, like dark vision, whatever, whatever, of the creature that you're looking of the familiar when you're looking through its eyes, or if you use your own senses but still look through its eyes. Oh no, I'm I'm using I'm using its I'm using his eyes, obviously, and his eyes have. I was just curious if it was some sort of magical thing where you were like looking as if you were in the position of its eyes, so you're still using your eyes, but not, but its positioning or. I mean, duh. 
I'm not a pure I'm not a pure spellcaster, so this is very interesting to me. <laughs> you just hear a you, you just hear like a and then it clicks off. <laughs> Fair enough, he says to no one. <laughs> <laughs> Bored now. <laughs> To be fair, the pseudo dragon understands common and draconic, but cannot speak them. Cannot speak do- them. Correct. Does have limited telepathy and can magically communicate simple ideas, emotions, and images telepathically to any creature within a hundred feet of it that can understand any language. Yes, but it's also a goth, uh, a goth mini dragon, and it didn't feel like being polite at that particular moment. Entirely yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. It also has a sting that can put people to sleep. It's uh-huh. a low con save, but it is there. Like, my my impression is... Note to self. Bauhaus is, probably, is going to obviously get along great with Kennel. Get along great with Mistle and Surprise because they have fairy energy. And is probably going to dislike everybody else. Fair. So yeah. Uh Shani in Orcish, if you're giving a name if you're naming something, if you're stringing together two nouns, which one goes after the first? Uh if you're stringing two nouns together, it's largely up to whatever sounds better. Crookton. <laughs> So I'm trying to name this. I'm trying to name my improved repeater. Uh, and actually, Fashtar. Yeah, Fashtar, maybe. Or Fashkrok. Lightning gun. Except it's radiant damage. But I feel like that gets the point across. <laughs> yes. I guess, but but now, uh, noun comes first, then it's adjective, right? Uh, One second. So it would be Krokfash. It's a lightning gun. Da, 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 da. Adjectives. Yeah, adjectives always go after the noun they're modifying. So if I'm go- if I'm taking if I'm doing crook, which is gun, and then fash, which is storm or lightning, then it would be crook fash. Yeah, if it's modifying a gun, if it's a gun that, that shoots lightning, it would be crook fash. Okay. Crook fash. My 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 in, my integrated my integrated repeater gun is now a crookfash. <laughs> Dope. Um, but yes, uh, if anyone else has if anyone else wants their weapons modified for relatively cheap, um, I can increase I can increase the damage die potentially of it. I can increase the long range of it if it's a gun. Um, I can in, I could uh, make it. I can make it more easily concealable. I can make it have bonuses to attack rolls. So if anyone has a weapon that they use that they would like it improved, I can take a look at it and see what I can do. And then I also happen to be familiar with the craftsman stuff because I'm playing a craftsman in one of my other games. So I can also tell you what Xander can do. Less he he can he has impressive things he can do with your weapons, but he can do less of them because it becomes an exotic after a certain point. But yeah. Um, 
Does anyone else have anything to do before we leave Gilgamesh then? I do not. I am in my room for the duration. Right. Unless anybody yeah. needs me, comes to me for something. All right. I've done everything I needed to do. Um, so before we actually before we leave, Coltarn uh, uh, will call a, will call a, a, a crew wide meeting. Um, so like in person meeting or yeah, yeah, preferably in person, yes. Okay. Um, Fine. In whatever like war room, boardroom, briefing room we have on the Akundalar. Uh, and when you get in there, you see that he's got, um, he's, he's sort of got, he's got a bunch of information just to, like, sort of splayed around on the desk. Um, and he's making a few finishing touches to his arm as, as, as people are coming in. But um, what would be projected on the walls would be any sort of, what, uh, Shani, would I be able to find any sort of visual um, as regards to uh, the rising winds of haste or the red tide of steel? Like what they looked like visually. Uh, yeah, they're orcish. Um, both of them. One, the uh, the rising winds of haste was an orcish uh, refugee transport. Yeah, um, and the red winds of steel was a battle was a battleship. Um, so be- be- between the two, the rising winds of haste um, is uh, still retains that sort of axe head shape that orc ships are known for. Um, but is uh, more wide than you would typically see of an orca ship. Uh, most orc ships are designed to be like wedge shaped for driving through uh, enemy enemy formations. Um, this one was not meant for combat, but it still maintains that sort of aesthetic. Uh, so it's a lot it's a lot broader, uh, uh, and uh, still has weapons, but not as many. Um, and is largely equipped for uh, carrying passengers. It, it's this sort of large, uh, painted yellow uh, and white as sort of indicators of its of its mission as being sort of emergency transport and evac. Um, uh, and is shaped sort of like a triangle if you were to look at it from top down okay. uh, and then the the red tide of steel and yeah the red tide of steel is a battleship uh, it is very orcish traditional um sort of axe blade shape um like that... like the the gold natural here kind of yeah but bigger but a little bigger a yeah. little bigger bigger guns more weapons so the sort of like projections of those two are like on the wall um with the names both in orcish and in common um, once everybody's gathered. Um, so I wanted to apologize, one, for being less helpful than I possibly could have been in a task that we were doing on, um, Volkir. Uh, I, as a couple of you might have learned, um, he, he stops, gathers himself. Let me start from the beginning. My father, Halvard Starbreaker, is a dwarf, and I'm an orc. Very obviously, I was adopted. Um, my father found me in a escape pod when I was a child, 20 years ago. Uh, drifting through space. 
no indication of where the escape pod had come from, no indication of if it had been going to a specific location or not. Uh, and he raised me as his son. And regardless of bloodlines, he is my father. However, right. when we arrived on Wukir and I saw the information booth, I suddenly realized that there is an entire part of my personal history and cultural knowledge that I don't have for lack of my orcish parents. And consumed with a desire to learn, I went to the archives to find what I could, understanding that it's a long shot that I might find anything, about vessels that went missing in the area where my escape pod was found uh, 20 years ago. Kendall is looking around like after all this time she is just starting to realize exactly how many people in this in this this group have daddy issues. (laughs) It took her this long to figure it out because she just has had two back to back you look in the corner Jasira and Streeter are talking to each other you think oh yeah them too yep. <laughs> you think about Xander, in, Xander. The, in, the, in the workstation room yeah him yep the surprise isn't even considering that because oh daddy um, but is a little bit baffled by the notion that you were not being helpful at, in the library because um, they were too busy doing shit to notice <laughs> that you weren't. Um, in my investigation, I learned of two vessels. The the Rising Wind of Haste and the Red Tide of Steel indicated the two. Um, these were both walker ships that disappeared in the area around the time um, of a mining dispute on a uh, planet in the Divide that had been colonized by Orcish citizenry from Wolkir, um, and, and slated to be mined by the dwarves of Cadmogaran. Mo- uh, uh, of Obviously, this caused conflict. Uh, the Rising Winds of Haste was evacuating colonists from the planet, uh, and the uh, Red Tide of Steel was going to sort of Enforce the idea that you don't get to mine a planet while people are still living on it. The both vessels disappeared with no record of what happened to their crews, and would have gone through the void gate, uh, Gameland, in order to get to and from Mulkir. It's a bit out of the way from our next destination, but I was hoping along the path to the Majocracy we might stop off at the Void Gate and see if we can find any information about the missing uh, Orcus ships. I have a question. An out-of-character question. Mm-hmm. What sort of stuff is at the Void Gate? What do, what do they actually look like? I know what they do, but that's it. So void gates themselves um, have a variety of designs. They are giant circular gates that allow immediate transport across the galaxy to any other void gate. 
a number of them have been have been here since the time of the precursors and a number of them have been built since then um but every void gate basically functions as <clears throat> you know how every major transport hub in the world has basically a small city around it they function like that, where each each void gate has like a space station built around it. That is a place for travelers to stop, get supplies, also a place where people just live. Um, it's a place uh, where ev- people of all of all walks of life and all planes of reality might exist in the same place peacefully, because each void gate is kept by the void keepers, who are basically the enforcers of peace on the void gates. Um, like the independent PSA of, any other of Void Gates, kind of, yeah. Except essentially nicer because they're making sure everybody gets along. Yeah, their jo- their job sure is to make sure that there is no their, their job is to is to prevent conflict and and resolve issues around the Void Gates. Um, and they are independent of any government. And our their sole purpose is a sacred order that is and primarily run by um, Void Forged, which are the equivalent of Warforged, but they're built and are sentient around the Void Gates. Um, that they they exist to maintain peace around the Void Gates, so that they can continue to be a travel hub that anyone can use. Yeah, they're they're a combination of like a small like. Star Station City around a galactic transport hub. Right. Um, I realize it's not mission critical or anything, but he holds up his hand. He holds, he holds up his hand, and that 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 dark energy that uh, sort of like that he uses whenever he casts his a couple of his spells um, sort of manifests as his hand turns into this sort of almost oozing purple void energy um, temporarily before turning back. Uh, I would like to know what happened to them and what caused this. If it's related or not. It's very important. The prize looks a little uncomfortable but doesn't have anything to say. Totally. Like, we're obviously, like, you know, we need to do this thing, but it's not an um, it's not a time critical. Like we still have to go, we still have to do the research at the library. We still have to still have to go get the get the ship. Still have to do all this stuff. We can absolutely take. Yeah, yes. for sure. I appreciate that. Um, then I guess our next destination would be Voidgate uh, Gamerland. <coughs> Am I saying that right? It's Johnny? Gamaland. 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 Voidgate Gamaland. Gee, why would you pronounce it that way? I don't know. Why would um, I that way? <laughs> I mean, that does seem like the proper way to pronounce it. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, 
Uh, surprise, would you like to take the helm? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm going to insight check surprise. <laughs> Which is something that I am definitely not awful at. What do I roll against insight checks? Uh, either deception or persuasion, your choice. Depends on if you are lying or not. Hard to read. Yeah. Totally fine. Everything's good. All right. Oh, the minus one insight <laughs> against the eight plus eight deception. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was a fuck chance. Oh, prize. Off towards the, uh... I like how the result was almost double your result, but the actual roll on the die were only one apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the result was double the roll. Yes, literally, literally double. double. 20, yeah. But you rolled an 11 and, and Jack rolled oh, a 12. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, there are things Kendall is good at. Wisdom-related stuff is not among them. There's a, there's a very nice synergy, though, there. I, I, I do agree. It's like the yeah. 11, 12 becomes 10 and 20. <laughs> yep. D&D. So then, yeah. And if everybody's ready, Surprise will take off and head that direction. Okay. Fortunately, you have a void gate that you can leave, uh, which cuts the travel time dramatically. Void gate to void gate. Because travel between void gates is instantaneous, it does not require the normal d distance of jumps that uh, free that free floating travel does. There is no and... announcement upon arrival. Yeah. Unfortunately, you are within one hop of Formbioth, so you hop to Formbioth and then park immediately. Take it through to Gem to Gemaland. And you emerge from Voidgate Gamaland and you are now in the space it. around it. Yep. You find find a find a docking station at the void station uh, and park the ship. There's no announcement that we've docked, but surprise does do the thing. Yeah. Y'all just have to catch on when you do. I imagine like there's probably a there's at least a minor shutter through the like ship docking, when he finds a docking yeah, station. Yeah, docking's not a subtle thing to do. No. Yeah, but it would normally come with. Yeah. yeah, it would normally come with announcements, but you just sort of, all of you just get the get the indication you might be docking when the ship shutters as the docking clamps engage. Cool. Uh, Coltarn's not smart enough to pick up on uh, subtle emotion, but he is smart to pick up on changing habits and routine. Right. Uh, and so he'll just calm surprise. Surprise? Hey. Docking procedures finish? Yeah, we're here. Um, is something the matter, surprise? I'm just gonna sit for a while. Is it something you need to talk about? I don't like to think about it. Okay. Um. 
If you need to talk to someone, I'm a call away. Enjoy the library. I don't know if there's a library here, but I'll find out. Um, where would I go to look for records on 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 a void gate? Uh, if you're looking for records of ships passing through, you probably want to talk to the void keepers. So that's where I'm heading. Uh, I will see if anyone wants to come with me. Yeah, I'll go with. Somebody okay. should. So then, Wait, should someone stay with Surprise? I mean, the entirety rest of the Dust Knights are staying with Surprise, I assume. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> All of our NPCs, including our two right. player characters that aren't here. <laughs> um, yeah, go to whatever whatever void... I've already forgotten what their titles are. Um, void void. VSA. VSA. Void security agents. Void keepers. Uh, the VSA void keepers. Uh, go to go to their headquarters. You 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 had one in your party previously. Look, I. Uh, <laughs> I personally, the player, am bad with names. Uh, I know what you're talking about. We had a cop. <laughs> And now we don't. See how that works. <laughs> Actually, no, I guess Just Us is also kind of a cop. <laughs> Little bit. Is he a cop or is he an investigator? I mean, he was a cop. Now he's an investigator. Yeah. He got kicked off the force when the force dissolved because his guard, the person who was supposed to guard, died. <laughs> And now he's a PI out for revenge. <laughs> Breaking all the rules. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> yes. I definitely, when I think of justice, <laughs> I think of a loose cannon. Being is, though. I mean, I also think of a loose cannon, but spelled C-A-N-O-N. So. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, anyways. We go to the Void Keeper's office. Yep. Yasira yeah. joins you. <clears throat> Just because her home for a long time was a Void Station. Not this one, but was a Void Station. Yeah. Uh, so she she walks alongside you. Uh, you may or may not be able to get too much out of them. They tend to be finicky about their records, but... Uh, if you're looking for missing ships, they're more likely to be helpful than not. And if all those fails, I'm sure there's a uh, guild station. I'm sure there's an adventurer's guild on the station as well. Oh, there's an adventurer's guild on every void gate they can get their hands on, which is most of them. I've yet to find a settled. I've yet to find a settled world that doesn't have a uh, guild on That's it. That's technically incorrect because you found one and then you put an adventurer's guild on it. As I said. <laughs> <laughs> His statement is true because we are past the point where we're going to guild on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, head up to the Edgar to see if, see if I can talk to anybody. 
So you, you make your way over to the headquarters. Uh, knock are allowed in, and immediately as you enter, the person at the desk is a Voidforged. Uh, so the, the individual you're looking at is a sort of metallic structure across their across their body, and the, the, their face is this sort of uh, faintly humanoid facial structure with lack of nose. Uh, the jaw seems to be um, hinged only so far as it allows the lower jaw to dip and doesn't actually allow any kind of rotation. So their their jaw opens sort of like a puppet where it just goes up and down. Um, and their their eyes are just these two like empty purple voids as if looking into Ganunga Gap, but not quite as scary as actually doing that. Um, hot. Uh they have sort of this articulated wire mesh that makes up something like hair on their head that sits to about mid-shoulder. Uh, and they are dressed in the sort of like heavy combat armor of a typical uh, member of the Void Keepers as you enter. Um, you notice that when they speak, their jaw like drops a degree, but it doesn't actually like move up and down when they talk. It just drops open and their voice comes out as the inside of their mouth glows slightly. Uh, and they, they, they look up. Ah. Uh. Welcome to a Voidkeeper station. Can I assist you with anything? Uh, yes, we're looking for records of um, dating back 20 years of ship passage uh, for vessels that were lost either before they arrived or after they left, although they definitely touched the Void Gate at least once before they disappeared. Do you have designation records and points of origin? Uh, he'll provide the information that he had for the the the, the names and flight paths to and from Volkir, where they would have hit uh, both directions, basically where they would have hit the uh, the the void gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he will go ahead and start pouring through records. We have records of both ships leaving the void gate. Heading in the direction of, and he lists off a world name that I have forgotten, but the one that you one that you were looking into. Yeah, I was never given to me, or I'd give it to you. Yeah. Um, but we have no record of their return. So they were lost before they came back. Are there any um? Uh, they may not exist anymore, but at the time, are there any records of natural phenomenon relating to Ganunga Gap um, between here and that planet? Mm, there was, at the time, a... There was a dead zone that was rumored to be present somewhere in that vicinity around that time period. It does not appear to still be present, but... Is there a estimated location of that zone? There's a travel path, much as one would follow the eye of a storm. Uh, would that be something that I could receive a copy of? Roll persuasion. <laughs> could I get help from 
one of the charisma people in the room? <laughs> yes. Can, can I assist? I will roll it with 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 advantage. Thirteen. Uh, he looks like he's about to probably object, and then Jasira just sort of leans forward and puts a hand on the on the outstretched hand of the Void Keeper, and you sense just like the faintest bit of magic pass between them. And she says, "Look, my friend here is looking for a bit of important history. If you could just do." everything you could to try and help out. Uh, and the Void Keeper nods and just uh, yes. Alright, let me see what I can dig up. And he fiddles and fishes through the information and pulls up a star map. Uh, and the uh, uh, he, he pulls up a record of this uh uh, of of this the passage of this dead zone, and sort of puts it onto a data slate and passes it off to you. I'd be careful though. Hunting dead zones is often a good way to find yourself in one. We'll keep an eye out. Um, is there any? I actually, what do, what do I know about dead zones? Do I know if there's like a way to predict their appearance or anything like that? Not really. They're just areas where magic and energy stop functioning. They're like roaming Bermuda Triangles. Everything just shuts down. In there. there aren't any reports of a, of a currently active one, are there? Not in that vicinity. We'll be careful. Thank you for the information. Alright, well, good luck. Hope you find what you're looking for. As do I. And with that, as you head out, that's where we're going to end for the week and probably the next couple of months as Holly and I uh, will be heading off to uh, rehearse for a play that we're going to be in. But we'll be back probably in December. Uh, but in the meantime, I believe the rest of you are going to be running something to yeah. keep everyone. We'll have a, we're going to have a short sub story basically happening uh, between now and then. Um, not something that's expected to run overly long, but uh, just to fill the gap. Um, we'll have more information about that when we get closer. We might not have a stream explicitly next week, um, but uh, if we do, it'll be a different game um, that'll run just for just for the duration of the the show that that Chani and Holly are in. Um, I, w I would expect us to be back to this either second or third week of December. Like, Def definitely by second week of December, I think. Uh, the show itself, the show itself is the first full week of December. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we'll be back with more Stardust in a couple months and, uh, uh say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>